Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. You know, when Holy Spirit comes on me, I don't know how He feels for you, but He often, I experience Him in different ways. But this morning, there's just um, such a great sense of excitement inside of me, which I know is the Holy Spirit. And I think Pearl experiences the Holy Spirit like this. She spoke her My Jesus a couple of weeks ago about, um, and, and in it, she really highlighted how when she got saved, God just filled her um, with His Spirit. And it just felt like this exciting, um, she didn't use these words, but um, but it's not like the excitement you get when you get something natural in this world because it's not natural, it's supernatural. And um, I just got such a great sense of God's spirit in this room this morning and I'm so delighted to share this message with you. So next week, um, as Summers said, where is our Pledge Sunday? And Briley and the team are just going to whip up now and hand around um, everybody one of these. Just want to get these into your hands just so that you've, you can take this away. One thing that's really important to us about giving here is that you don't feel under any pressure or obligation. Um, that This is actually a personal um, commitment that you make to God. And the overflow of that is we bring the tithes in on a Sunday and we do this corporately because there's real power in together coming and bringing our our offering. And we're not called to do things alone. We're called to do things together, amen. So you'll just, you'll get one of these in your hands. Um, Hopefully you've picked up one of these over the week. If you want to know or a little bit more about um, this whole Rise and Build campaign and why we do this and um, the scriptures that God has really spoken to us about. It's all in here and I'd really love you to take that home and have a read. But this is a pledge card and what what we have found is that generally when God speaks to us, He speaks to us about an amount that we don't physically have with us right now. Sometimes we do have that because in different seasons of life, we've got all sorts of financial things and seasons going on. Some seasons we have excess and some seasons um, we need to be on the journey of faith. But part of the reason, and we're talking about this today, that we really encourage you about the pledge is we want, to, we want all of our church to experience through 12 months, not through one month or two months, but through 12 months, the provision of God. And Rise and Build has a corporate outcome, which is to build our house, but its significance is that it takes each and every single one of our church family on a journey of the miraculous and provision. And that's really what, you remember, that's, we are the church. We come together on a Sunday, but we're the church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We bring in a tenth of our income, a part of that, but God wants to be a part of the whole 90% that's going on as well in our day-to-day life. So this really gives us a chance to um, engage with the miraculous of God working. And this is a personal thing. Mark and I have been encouraging you and we've been teaching you and um, just putting out um, the revelation of God's word, hoping that it's going to, knowing that, not hoping, knowing that it's going to grip your heart and grip your mind and um, God is going to take you on this journey. So I'd love you to think about this um, this week. And just ask God in your quiet time, 
um, hey, Father, what would you like me to partner with you um, this year? Because the overflow of that is you're partnering with our house, but this is really you and God partnering on this journey. And he's going to be the one that provides miracle after miracles. And we'll begin to hear about some of those miracles. I'm going to actually share a little bit of one today about last um, Rise and Build, which is great. So Pledge Sunday's next Sunday across both of our services. We're going to come, and it's just church as usual, but then we're going to come to a pledging time at the end of um, the service, which will be about for 15 minutes. Um, we don't hurry through it, and we're going to have some of our team up the front here um, that as you come and pledge, we're just going to stand and pray for you because it's quite a significant thing that you're doing. It's um, going, um, and the Word of God is historically full of this, going, above and beyond the, the 10%, giving in over and above. But it is, this is a real sacrifice. I'm, I'm, I know that this is going to cost a sacrifice, this is going to be costly to you, sorry. It's been costly to me. And that's the power in it because in my sacrifice, I keep my eyes towards heaven. I find in my life when things are easy, my eyes get all focused off heaven and focused around me. But when I'm in a journey of faith, it keeps my eyes up instead of around. And so we want to partner with you. And we also encourage you that when you're pledging, because there's so much sacrifice and cost involved in it with your personal life, and it's engaging faith inside of you, that that is a really great vehicle for you to engage faith in another area of your life. So we'll really encourage you to um, go for a miracle alongside of this provision in your life. So that as you're giving to God and that faith faith is stirred, you're activating it in other areas of your life. It's not buying a blessing. It's not buying a miracle. It's nothing like that. But it's just simply that your faith is going to be activated and begin to function um, weekly. And that will actually empower you to function in the area of faith in many areas of your life. Yeah. So last year, we had a prayer time with Helen and Esteban after Mark and I pledged, and they said to us, what are you believing for this year over and above um, what you're pledging? And I said, I just really want a new kitchen, um, because I, my friends have been to my house and... Um, just wasn't functional for seven people, and um, we'd done all we can to make it look fancy, but it just didn't function, and I really wanted a new kitchen, and God reminded me when I was writing this um, message today that it's, because we missed out Rise and Build, we've changed it, so it's actually been about 18 months since our last Rise and Build, and I have a fabulous kitchen, <laughs> and it's white, and it's enormous. In fact, when Sharp made the kitchen, he said to me, this is the biggest island bench I've ever made and installed. It's um, three meters long and just over two meters wide. I literally cannot reach to the other side and that's where a huge amount of our life happens. But, um, you know, I just got to the point where I was just like, it's just never going to happen. I just don't know how we're going to do this because I think everyone who's put in a kitchen knows it's a sizable amount of the house, right? It's not, you know, like buying a new rug, it's um, a bit bigger than that. But it activated in me this hope and this faith. And um, I live with a man who's got ridiculous amounts of faith. And he's also so encouraging for me. And here we are. So I'm like, what else am I going to believe for this year? It really stirs you to be like, man, because you can, you've got to have vision. Yeah 
to keep asking God for the miraculous. And part of the journey he wants to take you on is some of you here today are like, man, I've got five things that if God came to me right now, I'd ask him to do. And he's going to do those things for you. And then you're going to have to get a bigger dream and you're going to have to get a bigger vision. And um, I'm sort of feeling like maybe he's going to give us a bigger house. Like I've really believed that he can. Just stirring my faith that um, seven of us won't live in 90 square meters for the rest of our life because my children are becoming adults now. I've got a 14-year-old son that takes up as much room on the couch and as much room around the house as his parents do. Who's in that situation this morning? Man children, like actually, you know, woman, yeah, adult children. Anyway, but it stirs you. Hey, let's turn to um, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. I hope you got your Bible with you this morning or you've got it on your device. And I'm just going to read it straight out of the Word of God, which is going to be fun. I've got extra large print. That helps. Elisha replied to this. We're going to just pick up, sorry, in verse 2, not verse 1. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbours for empty jars. Do not ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and she shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go and sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live off the rest. What do you have in your house? For many of us, when it comes to giving, we think we actually don't have anything to give. But I'm here to tell you this morning, even if you're working, you're budgeting week to week, there's no excess, God will show you where there is something that you can give and something that you can pledge. What do we have in our hand today? Part of the miracle is God showing us what we have and what we can give. Your servant has nothing here at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Summer highlighted this in her message. She went from being unable to see anything to being able to see this one thing of value that God could do something significant with. And this small jar of oil was her seed for her miracle. You gotta understand that your seed that you're gonna probably engage with next week will not be the size of your miracle. It will be much, much smaller. But we understand, that's why Jesus talks to us in the seed principle, because we understand and we actually experience a lot in our, in our life taking a small seed, planting it in the ground and something significant happening from it. Even when we walk into a nursery to buy an established tree, we are willing to pay money for it because we know somebody took it at a very small stage and has turned it into something of significance. Our seed will always be disproportionate to the size of the miracle what God wants to do in our life. Go around and ask all your neighbours for the empty jars, the prophet said. Don't ask 
for just a few. It's like he reads our mind as humanity. Don't go around because we'd love to probably just ask for 10. He's like, don't ask for a few, ask for heaps. Our miracle is so often tied up in the journey of doing it with everybody. It is so pivotal for us to understand, even though this is a private uh, miracle that God is going to do with you, He's bringing you into a corporate environment and saying, bring, include others in this journey because they're going to unlock in you what you need to see your miracle happen. This is one of the most supernatural parts of Rise and Build is that we're doing a private, we're going on a private journey for a corporate miracle. This vehicle of doing it together is what causes such an abundant, such an excessive and such a supernatural miracle. God's oil is going to flow into each jar. He said, ask, you know, there would have been a whole lot of jars brought before him, small, medium, large. He said, bring them all, bring every size of these jars to me and I'm going to pour oil in it. And next week I know there's going to be a whole lot of different sizes of jars up here. Some of us are going to bring up, and, and it's all just to do with the journey of faith that God is taking us on. No jar is better, no size is better, but the size does represent our personal journey of faith with God. Some of us have been on this journey for a while and we're dragging up huge jars these days. We're jar, you know, dragging up tens of thousands of dollars, but I didn't start there. I started by dragging up a small jar of a hundred, of a thousand, and it grew. And it's just about where our faith is at, but God will fill each size, yeah. right from the small through to the incredibly gigantic. His oil will flow in every jar, amen? He says, then go inside and shut the door behind you. This is that significant moment. We want you to have this. We don't want you to be robbed of this. We don't want you to come just to church on Sunday, be in the service, and then ask Holy Spirit to speak to you. We want you to go home. We want you to shut the door. And we really want you to ask God, Papa, what are we going to do here together? What journey of faith do you want to take me on? This is personal. If you're a husband and a wife here this morning, make sure you don't just let the one who's gifted in faith do this. I have, to, I have to choose every year to intentionally activate my faith because I know Mark's already got a figure in his mind that he wants to give because this is one of his real easy areas. So I have to like really push in farther. What are we going to do? And, um, and I can feel Mark's faith gift just behind me. Oh, a little bit further, a little bit further. But do it so it's a personal encounter. This is a corporate miracle that takes place in the private. It's between us and God. It takes seed in our heart and then it becomes a thought in our mind. Then when we speak it out, our ears begin to hear the voice of God that has been spoken into our heart. And it's between you and God on Sunday that our hand pins the amount on our pledge form. It pins the amount that he has asked you to give. Amen. A pledge form and on that Sunday morning is going to be a moment where faith is born in our life. Yeah. 
And this is why we want to encourage you to not only use it in this vehicle, but as that faith is born in your life, to begin to use it in other areas of your life that you need God to bring a miracle or a breakthrough in. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. The miracle is in the movement. This is a funny thing in the kingdom of God. The miracle is actually in the giving. It's not in the asking. This lady could have come to the prophet and said, I need your help. And what did he give her? He gave her something to do. He gave her a movement to engage her faith in. And the miracle is in the movement. The miracle is brought to reality in the space and the emptiness that faith creates. And when you bring, you can just visualize it. When you bring a jar up to this this altar and you pledge, it's going to be empty. And that's when faith is ignited in the movement of bringing something to God, saying, this is what I'm going to do. But there's a space, there's an emptiness between where I am today and where you're calling me to be. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. (laughs) And this statement will become your reality as you engage faith in your life. Bring me another one. Bring me another miracle. Bring me another faith project. This statement will, I promise you, become ingrained in your life as you go on this journey. And you'll begin to be in your prayer times and it'll be things like, I'm going to bring my jar of my children's wedding and my children's education. I'm bringing that jar before you, God. I need you to supernaturally help me to fill it. I'm bringing my jar of debt to you, God. I'm bringing my renovation jar to you, God. I'm bringing my buy my own house jar before you, God. And as I um, bring it before you, as I start to stir my faith, I'm believing you're going to fill it. I've got $1,000 to buy my own home, but I need 40, 50,000 to buy my own home. I'm starting the journey. I'm getting the movement of faith happening in my life, knowing that God is going to supernaturally pour into that jar. And I've seen many, many people buy homes that should never have been able to buy homes. It's a supernatural miracle of God as we get moving, as we get started. When you start to walk in faith and engage the provision of the kingdom of God by understanding He is your source, not the works of your own hands, you'll begin to take a giant leap of faith and experience the reality of God's provision. And you too will begin to live a life that's bringing all your jars to the miraculous provision of God. You know, I know that you sit in services. I know that you listen to messages that talk about the prosperity that God wants his children to engage in. I know that you've heard before, he wants you to live, your, live a blessed life. He wants you to live a life full of options and full of financial freedom. And it's true, he actually does. And for many of us here today, we're actually sitting in the reality of years of working um, with God in this area of faith. And now we're living in the abundance. We're beginning to live in the provision of God. But it starts with a movement. It starts with a seed. Sometimes when you bring your jars before Him, 
They don't get filled up instantly. Sometimes they sit in his presence for years before they're filled. I want to encourage you this morning, keep going. Keep those jars in his presence. Don't grow tired, grow weary and disappointed that the miracle hasn't happened. Keep pursuing it. Keep stirring it in your heart. And even as you give on Sunday and commit to give over this year, continue to bring those, those things that you've been seeking God to bring a breakthrough in for the last couple of years. Stir your faith again. But he replied, there's no jar left. Then the oil stopped. And this is the reality. The miracle flows where there is faith for the unseen. When there are no more jars to fill, the oil stopped. To keep the oil flowing, there's got to be emptiness. There's got to be room. There's got to be space. There's got to be nothingness. It's so weird. But for the miracle working power of God to be flowing in your life, you've got to have spaces where You're just not there yet. And then he says, the last thing he says is, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your son can live off the rest. You know, when she was pouring that oil, it was literally like God was pouring bucket loads of cash out in front of her. That's what oil signified in those days. The supernatural power of God can 100% work in the area of physical finance, of physical money. It's not just an idea. He can actually turn oil like that into money. And I see it when she's pouring out oil into those jars. It's like, you know, have you seen those big, you know, rolls of cash and they're like that and they've got a band around them. You know, all the drug dealers carry them around. I've never, never seen one in life. Just seen them on, you know, MTV. I don't watch MTV, but um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It was literally like that was what was coming out. That's how it would have felt to her. Yeah. Because that oil represented physical money. Yeah. And the moment that that miracle stopped, the prophet released her to have that oil actualized into finance. So she went out, she paid her debts. And this is a beautiful part of God. She never asked for more than that. All she asked was to be free of debt, to be free of the slavery of debt. God is a good God. And He says to her, sell it all and you'll have enough for you and your boys to live off. Once you start to activate faith, it's like oil in your life. It just leaks everywhere. It just pours into every area of your life. All of a sudden, I get a new kitchen. It feels like all of a sudden. But I know it wasn't all of a sudden. I know it's from years and years and years ago when I started to stir faith in the provision of God in my life. Four or five years later, it's actualized in a physical kitchen sitting in front of me. I know Ryan and Brawley just spoke of pouring oil and all of a sudden they brought their jar of debt before God, significant amount of debt. 
And first God healed them up and said, you don't have to be ashamed of this. You don't have to be um, concerned that I'm going to judge you or think any less of you because I know, son, I know, daughter, you've made these decisions because they haven't been good decisions, have landed you in debt. First he healed them up of all of that and then he just poured into that jar of debt. Boom, it was gone. They brought a house when they could never buy a house. If you've been in debt, you know how the bank feels about you, right? You know the bank knows when we're in debt. You can't hide debt from the bank. In fact, there's a whole lot of um, paperwork that you've got to go through with a bank first to prove that you're not a person of debt. Honestly, it was like uh, six months later, these guys brought a house. Bank just didn't even, it was just like, I don't know if you've been in a moment with the bank where you know this should be a problem, but it's not a problem. It's just a supernatural oil of God beginning to pour into the areas of your life. And once you get past God meeting the basic needs of your life, then you can actually begin to engage with Him with the fun stuff. Because He wants first and foremost to meet your basic needs. He wants to make sure that you're clothed, that you're fed, that you've got a home to live in, that your children are taken care of. Utmost importance to Him, basic miracle for Him. He says, look at the way the grass clothes itself. Will I not clothe you? Basic miracle. He wants to actually get you up and get his oil, his supernatural pouring on your faith projects that are over and above. Places you want to travel, missions you want to do, things that you want to see happen for others. I'm telling you today, next week is a seed to unlock a whole lot of that stuff. It's not about the amount, it's about starting the journey. And I so, so want you to begin that journey. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.